You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. I hope this is perfect cold open material. Oh, we'll find something. I don't know, say something controversial. What's your hottest take? Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. What is your hottest take? I don't know if I have a hot take. You don't they, have, everybody has hot spot. takes. Everybody, I know. It's, but you I, know it, but it's so crazy. Like, I, I want there to be a time, like before the internet, that I get to experience where I don't have to hear everybody's opinion on everything mm, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Like, it's okay to not have an opinion on something. I feel, I feel like I have the inverse of a hot take, which is that <laughs> I want to love every movie I watch. And oh, if yeah. I don't love it, I'm I'm jealous of the people that do. If that makes sure. sense, like yeah. like if I if I don't enjoy a movie, it's like I'm just like I wish I and my friend does. I wish I could be you. I, I wish, wish I could be, enjoy wow. that movie. That's a really um, beautiful, healthy way to experience the world. <laughs> I, don't I don't know that you're a good fit for this show, honestly. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. You're the most well-adjusted we'll guest we've ever had <laughs> yeah. on. I well, don't yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have a sip of Haterade for today and see how you like it. Sure. I got my Topo Chico, my giant bottle of Topo Chico hate, Haterade. I don't know. Hater, I was trying to fit, fit hate into Topo Chico, but it doesn't work. And I've, I'm still talking about it. No, this is good improv. I'm not going to find my way out of this, so please. Maybe cut to the theme music now. <laughs> So hello and welcome again to Trash in the Can, where we watch bad movies because we're sick fucks. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, your host Eric Samaniego, and with me, as always, is uh, my co-host, my counterpart, uh-huh. the uh, Martin Landau in uh, Mission Impossible, to my Martin Landau in Gilligan's Island, Meet the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> wait, he? Oh, wait, he is in Mission Impossible, isn't he? In this, in the show. That's right. Yeah, he's one of the stars of the show. There's a Don't you show? remember there was a year in the 90s when the movie, the first movie came out? There's a movie? It was on the 
MTV red carpet premiere and Kennedy, that VJ, interviewed Martin Landau on the red carpet and she said, oh, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I was in Mission Impossible. She goes, you're in this movie? He goes, no, it was a show. <laughs> and he got very upset and he, he said something like, kids today have no sense of history. He was very upset. Really? Oh, yeah, I remember watching that when it happened. Oh, can we watch that? We're going to have to post that on the, the page. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. Also, she's now a right-wing nut job on Fox News. Yay, I knew that. Isn't that weird? I used to have a crush on her. And you that's what I have first knew. Yeah, right wing. I was jobs. always leaning into lesbians. <laughs> All my crushes <laughs> oh, in those Jesus days. Christ. Anyway, so we're being joined by uh, this, is, this is the best first show time for you to come on. <laughs> <laughs> we should clarify. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Just because I don't like to talk about politics. Yes, <laughs> no, clear. no politics in this thing. episode. No politics. Yeah. Uh, but we're being joined politics, by politics, politics, uh, <laughs> filmmaker, uh, author. Yeah. Uh, Paul Gandersman. Paul, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I of course. appreciate it. So uh, you're here, uh, well, because you first you wanted to do the show. I'm sure you're a longtime oh, fan. Yeah, You've heard all about fan. it. You've heard, yeah, but you also, to every episode twice. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, wow, my mom hasn't even done that. <laughs> she needs to step up. Yeah. Yeah, you hear that, Mom? So, De- uh, Debbie, come on now. You have a book coming out this week, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I, we're speaking, uh, it's going to be coming out Thursday, the... November 11th? 11-11. 11-11. Oh. Yeah. All right. So it's called The Dead Friend Society, and it's co-written with uh, your uh, friend Peter Hall, mm-hmm. uh, who's too good to do the show. Correct. So he sent yeah. you here. <laughs> yeah. And it's your first book, right? Yes, correct. And after this show, your last, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see if it's any good. I have no idea. <laughs> well, this show is not going to help out at all. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Well, so I, worth I, it. I don't know. Do you want to just give us kind of an idea of what the book is? Sure. Like? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, co-written by Peter and myself. Um, I guess I'll give you just a little bit of background. So we're filmmakers. We've been working together since 2011. We um, helped produce uh, filmmaker Emily Hagen's uh, film My Sucky Teen Romance. And, oh, um, I think wow. I've heard of that before, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, right. Uh, you could have just lied and said, oh, wow. <laughs> I was lying. <laughs> okay. So we, we've been working together for a long time and produced different films and directed some stuff and, um, I don't know, a whole bunch of different things. And then we had this feature film that we'd been developing for a while, which mm-hmm. at the time was called The Dead Kids Club. And we were working on trying to get that made as a movie. And um, we were making good progress, and then March 2020 hit. Sure. And we were like... What happened then? (laughs) Little (laughs) pandemic. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, But we... Well... Actual, it was, it was, it was not, that's the headline. Paul Gandersman says, is pandemic, that, that's okay. Is that on the book? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's, you know, the title, uh, Dead Friend Society was where we were. Yeah, yeah. So, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, oh boy. Uh, so, uh, we, yeah, so we were like, you know, we figured we're not making a movie anytime soon. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, we wanted to be writing something. We're always writing something, and we figured it doesn't make sense to write another screenplay right now, mm-hmm. because again, who knows sure. what the situation's going to be. So yeah. we figured let's try writing a book, which we'd never done, because with that, the written word is the finished product. Sure. As opposed to a film where a screenplay is basically like, that gif from Parks and Rec where she's saying, money, please. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right. And so at least with a book, good or bad, the written word's the finished product. I mean, and we can figure out something to do with it. Right. And right. that's and at least that's the product. You don't right. have to worry about everything else right. involved with the movie. Well, did you find, so, so uh, yeah. switching gears to mm-hmm. the, write the book, mm-hmm. what was it like uh, 
I don't know, what's the difference there? Like, did you feel like maybe more liberated writing a book because you didn't have to keep in mind a budget? Sure. Well, we we kind of, um, you know, we had the whole screenplay written. It was about 100 pages, and that was written with a budget in mind. It mostly takes place in one location sort mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah. we didn't want to blow it up too too much because if, you know— everything went amazing and the book came out and people liked it and we got to turn it into a movie. We yeah. didn't want to then have to kind of like shrink down. Sure. So we're like, let's just try and again, really very little thought went into it. We were just like, let's just <laughs> adapt this one page at a time and see if it's any good. Yeah. And it ended up being like one page of screenplay came out to about a thousand words mm-hmm. on the page, which, so it's a hundred thousand word book, which is kind of your normal, like 350, 400 page book. Mm. Um, again, wasn't planned that way. just kind of turned out. Huh. And the interesting thing about it was on a screenplay, you have to be very minimalist. You only write what you can see. You don't write the character feels right, this. Right. You have, you know, right. you have to have room for the actors and the director and everything to make, you know, bring that to life on a book. Every single piece of it needs to be there on the page. Right. So kind of everything just kind of expanded, you know, one page to a thousand words. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we just worked on it, I don't know, maybe 10 months mm. or so. And then we then kind of realized, oh, we don't know anyone in publishing at all. We uh, <laughs> yeah, like, only know people in the film world. Yeah, how um, do you, like, where did you find someone yeah, to help publish that? It's a ridiculous story. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid, really. But, uh, I, yeah, so we reached out to some people, made no progress, uh-huh. and then it just sat in a digital drawer for a while, yeah. like maybe a year. And then we were at South by Southwest. Peter and I were sitting there waiting to watch a movie. Probably right next to me and still had no idea. Probably. We were there to... I remember the movie. We were there to see Watcher. Uh, Are you with, fucking serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You probably were sitting probably, there. Probably, yeah. yeah. Chris Cox was also uh, asleep, by the way. Oh, okay. He didn't want to mention that. Wait, Watcher. <laughs> Which one is that? It's with, um, with uh, what's her face from the guest? Micah, Micah Monroe. Micah Monroe, yeah. 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 It's pretty good. Okay. I, it's I, a slow burn. It's a like, quiet. very slow burn. Yeah. Okay. Friend of mine, Matt Monagle, uh, he, it's his favorite movie of the year. Really? Not, not mine, but I really like it. Oh, that's um, a hot take. Yeah. It's not my hot take. It's his hot take. He's on Twitter. Um, go at, you know, attack him or whatever. I don't know what, what whatever people do on Twitter. So anyway, we're sitting there and we go, you know, man, we got to figure out something to do to get this book out there. And so I do what you do is I go on Twitter and I say something like, anybody know anybody in publishing? We have a book. And I... Uh, get tagged to this publisher in Cyclopocalypse yeah. and uh, get hit up by um, Sean Duriger, who who I can't remember his title there, but he's a, he does a bunch of the work. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I want to read it. And then uh, three days later, he said he loved it and they wanted to put it out. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So See? like I said, a stupid story. Like That's it's fucking like amazing. It's, it's ridiculous. See, kids, you don't know until you try. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. It's very true. Good things can happen on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not like now, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it's so, a little yeah, musky it, there. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was just a kind of crazy circle. And then so the company, Encyclopocalypse, they're awesome. They, um, they were started by this guy, Mark Allen Miller, uh-huh. who used to run Clive Barker's publishing company. Oh, wow. Okay. I might be... I, 
please forgive me if I'm like using words like run we, we like won't. We incorrectly. Won't. I don't remember what his title was. But and I know he wrote like Hellraiser books and comics as well for okay. Clive Barker. And then anyway, he broke off, started his own publishing company, and then they uh, a lot of what they've been doing is putting out horror movie novelizations that they could get the rights to. Yeah. Um, they just put out like a, a Fright Night prequel called Fright Night Origins. Oh wow, okay. Cool. Um and yeah, so a whole bunch of different stuff like that. And then but they've been getting more into releasing original horror. But it's yeah. it's all mainly focused on horror. And um yeah, so um got connected with them and decided to go for it. And then um anyway, so very long winded backstory, but the, <laughs> the, the book is about um it's kind of an inverted ghost story. Okay. Uh, mixed with a slasher film, you, like almost like a like Beetlejuice meets Halloween with a splash of scream in there. Wow. Okay. Um, so the very beginning of the book is the main character being killed, and by this supernatural slasher called the Fireman, mm-hmm. and she wakes up next to her dead body, and her and her friends, this group, were all killed in the house, and the story is about them having to kind of uncover the mystery of who this fireman is yeah. and was um and why they were killed and uncovering like a history of violence that's happened in this house meanwhile this new family has moved into the house as happens in you know horror stories sure yep. and they realize the fireman is going to come back when certain things happen and kill these people too so it's a story of the ghost it's a ghost story of the ghosts trying to save the living yeah and wow. and stop what's what's happening in this house so um, that's really yeah. interesting. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've not heard a story quite told in that way before. No, no. Yeah. Like, it it actually has uh, glimpses of like even Ghost with like Patrick mm. Swayze, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah. I gotta save Demi Moore. Yeah, uh, and uh, oh, because the, the boyfriend, right? Uh, Tony Goldwyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. So just kind of an inversion on a lot of things that yeah. Peter and I really, really love in in horror. You know, I mentioned Scream. His favorite horror movie. I know it's one of Peter's favorites. We both love I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, we just yeah. like 90s horror in particular is what we were growing up on. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of that is in the book. It's kind of um, the publisher calls it upper young adult, upper YA, but it's like, I don't even know. It, we wrote it as a book that we would want to read when we were a teenager. So it's right. not dumbed down. There's plenty of bad words in it. Like, is, it is it still <laughs> as violent as you yeah. were wanting oh, yeah. it to be? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did not tame it. Like, they just said, we think this is upper YA. So that's what we're going to tell Barnes & Noble it is. So I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like so some, some kid will just read like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I guess it depends what. I don't know what, what so qualifies like, for that. Yeah, so. like if, if Roman Polanski wants to date you, you're too young for the book. You've got to be <laughs> slightly you older, you young person. There you go. Like when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, I was reading Stephen King and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So it's right. like, I don't know. I think it's, it's like in it's between. It's up to the shitty right? parents, though, what, you yeah. know, allows their, their kids to read yeah. it. But it's good. It exposure yeah. to ideas. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, so, the, so, you know, having been a filmmaker mm-hmm. uh, and now becoming an author, like the writing process... Is there a difference? Do you feel like you have a preference now? Is there one more interesting? Or are they both interesting in different ways? Like just the writing process for sure. either. Sure. I mean, again, like I, would, I said on screenplay, you have to be extremely efficient mm-hmm. yeah. with the ideas. And, and there's a lot. You have to say a lot with very few words. Sure. Um, but you still have to have that picture in your mind yeah. to, mm-hmm. un- to understand it. Whereas on the uh, in a book, 
right? You, you have to paint the entire picture. And also with <coughs> this story is told from multiple character perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had to figure out how do you write the internal dialogue of different people and have the different sections sound different, which again is not a thing Writing you have to voices. do on a, yeah, yeah on right. a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, a script, you figure out their different dialogue, right. but not necessarily <clears throat> the internal thinking and thoughts and the ability to dive into backstory and things mm-hmm. or memories and whatnot or is not a thing you get to do in screenplay. So, I, I mean, again, first time writing a book, but I loved it. I think Peter loved it. We're already talking about what we want to do next. Nice. Um, we'll, we'll, we want to write another book. And, do you think um, you'll stick with horror? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what we know. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's and follow we, your heart, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, any idea we have is like, it just we don't intentionally go. What's a horror idea? It's sure. just right. here's an idea. It's and it ends and up then being it just horror. ends up going. Down, yeah. yeah, and um, we think. I mean, I know this is like one small book, you know, out in the that nobody knows about, but like. To us, it's the beginning of a. Well, that's before a, you did you, this show. So. There you go. Yeah, all yeah. tens of our fans will be like, "Holy <laughs> shit, we gotta get this book." Uh. Uh, you know, it, we believe it's like a universe. You know, we have a lot of stories we want to tell in mm-hmm. it, um, and a lot of ideas. It's just kind of like a, a, you know, we also grew up reading Fear Street and Christopher Pike books and uh-huh. things like that. So it's kind of inspired. By those kinds of stories, but again, kind of aged up. Yeah, yeah. I keep hitting the mic no matter what I do. Hey, no, it's, it's um, a first time thing. So it's yeah, kind of, kind of aged up. I, I like I, the, the idea you're yep. saying is that having in the same universe with mm-hmm. all like other stories. Yeah, like, that's one of the things I love about Stephen King mm-hmm. is that yeah. he, in a way, they're all connected. Yeah, like, yeah. That's through, so interesting. The Dark Tower. Me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it feels really pretentious, really pretentious to be like talking about that sort of thing. don't you want to be a pretentious author? I don't. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. That's just where our, our heads have always gone on it. And we, we made a short film back in 2016 called Give or Taker. And that was also kind of like in this same universe. Mm-hmm. Like when we, at the time, so I think I was saying this before we were recording, but this book was originally and movie was originally called the dead kids club. Right. We decided in 2022 is a bad idea to release something with dead kids in the title. Mm -hmm. And it was actually kind of a holdover from an old version where the characters were like actual kids. Now they're like 20. And like, to me as a 38 year old, I'm like, yeah, 20 is a kid, but it kind of like sets the wrong idea. So I think it worked out that we ended up adjusting the title to the dead friends society. But, um, uh, where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> the I don't remember. Well, I, yeah. let me ask, ask that. Me a question. Uh, <coughs> I had some point. Now, you mentioned some of your film work. Is there a place oh, online that we can yeah. go uh, to see some of this? Yeah. Um, ArcanumPictures.com, A-R-C-A-N-U-M. Okay, yeah, and we'll include com. links and everything. Which yeah, our, yeah. our website is literally a Google sheet with links. We're oh, okay. very proud of that. I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, it's like the most efficient website ever because you can update it in two seconds. Yeah, at yeah. Any time. Yeah, just That's I want it. the content I want. Yeah. I don't need to. You yeah. know, the, it's like yeah. when you are trying to get a recipe. Yeah. And you read the person's yep. life story, exactly. and all these ads are popping yep. up. Like, yeah, look, yeah. I just want to know how yeah. long I need to have this yeah. in the oven. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, give or take. That's a short we did. It's like a ten minute short. It premiered at Fantastic Fest in yeah, 2016. Yeah. And then um, it, right now it's on the YouTube channel Amaletto. If you've ever been there, they have a ton of great shorts. And then it's actually going to come out on Alter um, on okay. YouTube cool. um, this month. They, they focus on horror 
in nice. sci-fi. If you if you haven't seen those those YouTube channels, you should check it out. But yeah, that was written kind of as a a story that again takes place in the universe, right. you know, that that we're playing with. And so I think um, we were talking about you know for the next book, we really want we have an idea for the sequel to this one. Okay, Return of the Dead Friend Society, or if it gets called that, I don't know. But They're still dead. Yeah, but. We think we're going to wait on that just because writing a sequel to something when you don't know how it's going to sell. Like if 10 people buy it, then it's like, great, we're writing a book for a max of 10 people. <laughs> so we think we're going to write something that's like in the universe, but is its own thing. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. that way, you know, if this book does okay, we can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's right. connected. And if this book doesn't do well, we can be like, yeah, this is its own thing. Don't You're worry right, about right. that yeah. other thing. <laughs> Just a few minor adjustments. Well, so then, uh, you know, I I guess this brings me to really the most important question. So what do you think has made you a better writer? Writing this book or watching this film that we watched today, (laughs) 1982's Alone in the Dark? Oh, yeah. Definitely watching the film. (laughs) Yeah, because you can see what not to do. Yeah. I don't I kind of think this movie ruled and I want to oh, remake it. it uh, <laughs> right? But we can get to that. Yeah. Oh, ooh, I'm already thinking I about I, it. I am on board with this movie being a, a great watch. It, just to get that yeah. out of the way. I, it I was had a, a good lot time. of fun. Yeah. Now, so uh just we'll, we'll start the quick recap. Now, this movie starts with a dream sequence. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we open at the exterior of uh Mom's, Mom's diner. diner, yeah. Now, uh, does anyone want to dive into what this dream sequence... Uh, oh, oh, Paul, you, first so what, time First here. time, so yeah. Yeah, please. I mean, it was a dream sequence that... I don't... Yeah, it's in the diner. Martin Landau walks mm-hmm. in, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he asks for the usual, usual. And the waitress brings out a giant uncooked fish. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like a fucking it, giant like, cat. And everyone yeah. is being very monotone. And, yeah, weird. There's like yeah. one old dude next to yeah. him. And the mom, or the mom, mom of Mom's is, Diner, uh, just like, how's it going, preacher? And yeah, like, it's very Twin Peaks kind yeah. of, yeah. like, like the way they talk. And it's only in this scene. It's not the rest of the movie. It's just this yeah. one dream sequence, right? And then Donald Pleasance walks out oh. with a giant, like, I don't even want to say butcher knife because that's not even right. It's, it was it wasn't something even like a cleaver. It was. Yeah. It looked like a surgical tool. Yeah. that yeah. you opened up like ribs with yeah. or something. But, but so he's dressed fucking... as a short order cook, which is yeah. one of the funniest oh. things I've ever seen. I skipped the whole when she puts the order in. There's like flames oh, in the yeah. kitchen, not just like a little like oven, but like hellfire. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and then, a frog uh, yeah. uh, jumps around on the uh, uh, on the countertop, and because. We, we have no idea what the fuck oh, the is fog. happening. Yeah, because yeah, it's not established as a dream sequence. No, no, no. Yet. It's just, just this is how it opens. Open. Yeah. yeah. And, and so chains wrap themselves yeah. around Martin Landau's ankles. Full Hellraiser style. Yeah. Like they come yeah. Out, yeah, they come out of nowhere. These yeah, chains just grab and they, and they and it flips them, them upside down. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then that's when, uh, you know, uh, Pleasance. dressed again in the short order cook outfit with a little paper hat. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny. And he just raises the cleaver thing but and slowly too he's like yeah, very slowly and drawn out yeah and, and Landau's upside down spread eagle yeah and uh, the blade comes down uh, between betwixt, betwixt Mr. Martin's legs <laughs> and then he wakes up uh, screaming yeah yep. and then we get a very long shot of the opening credits in the hallway yeah like because we we watched the trailer beforehand and the trailer made it look like it was for me, five different movies yeah. crammed into one thing. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because yeah, you were talking spot. about 
how it's like, oh, it's about escaped uh, like patients from an as- asylum uh, re- re- wreaking havoc. It was like, oh. Right. Was During like, a power outage. But yeah. that's one component to this yeah. kind of bonkers movie. And it's we should say, so it's, this was the first film released by New Line Cinema. Yeah, this Correct. is a historical movie. Yeah, this is the first time that. Uh, what a movie yeah. was a horror movie was released in Dolby D- Dolby uh, Stereo Stereo, yeah. and, and it was blowing out speakers of movie houses that it was playing at. Yes, I saw that too. Uh, and... We can read trivia on IMDb. <laughs> and uh, but it's also written and directed by uh, Jack. Shoulder, shoulder, but it's his first movie, and he's done a lot of uh, like other stuff. But he ended up directing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two right after this. Oh, right. So yeah. and that's so I've seen him then in that documentary about the actor from Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Yeah, that's 2, right. Uh, oh, I guess you have. Scream Queen, yeah. which if you haven't seen it, is amazing. It's that young man has had a harrowing life, um, but uh, and that being sort of one of the first mainstream queer horror movies right mm-hmm. uh even though it was you know queer coded like a lot of stuff uh, right. before a certain era when you could yeah. just come out and say it right but uh and then we're introduced to um the asylum itself where everyone is out uh, and about like in the lawn and then we're introduced to the i guess the main character uh i forgot his fucking name I don't oh know. uh doctor what was his name doctor something or other Dr. Como. Dr. Glasses. Dr. Glasses. There yeah. we go. Also, Dr. Potter. Dr. Potter. Yeah, no, Dr. Glasses. Dr. Glasses. Dr. Glasses. For sure. yeah. See, he, he also, it, it kept bugging me because he looked like somebody, and I think it's because he looks like uh, Carradine. He looks like one of the Carradine He brothers. does look like one of the Carradines, but he also looks like um, Max Headroom, that guy. Oh, mm. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, he's still doing shit. I saw he does a lot of voiceover work. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. I don't know how he does, because he mumbled every fucking line in this fucking movie. <laughs> well, it may not be his fault entirely. I mean... He was told to keep it down because they were doing the Dolby stereo, and he didn't want to be too loud. <laughs> his voice would blow out the yeah. speakers. Yeah. Well, and he needed to rein it in, because obviously we have a, a cast that includes Jack Palance and Martin Landau. It's yeah. a wild cast. Yeah, it's and it's everybody is... Except for Jack Palance, whose intensity always burns at the same rate, even though he doesn't have to turn anything up. He's just always... Yeah there he's he's so intense everyone is very intense but again at a very like odd pace where the the way that people react to certain things in the movie it's just very nonchalant like at a leisurely pace Mm -hmm. when someone is trying Mm -hmm. to kill someone like oh we'll get there right so yeah we meet the lead though so he's he's taking a new job at this uh facility Uh, he meets uh, Lynn Shay, uh, New Line uh, President Bob Shea's sister, yep. thinking that she's the secretary, and we come to find out that she's one of the patients. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we meet the, the doctor himself who runs the place, played by Donald Plessence, and what is the first word that comes to mind when you see his performance in this? Wor- I, I can think of a phrase. I don't know about yeah, phrase. Word. Okay, <laughs> phrase. Yes, phrase. I mean, he, he is... He's so close. He wants to kiss everyone he talks to. <laughs> he just wants to give him a little smooch, smooch right on the lips. Like he's so close to everyone's face. What is that? This is the craziest performance. And, and he's, he's been in all kinds of stuff. And yeah. he's been in low rent movies, uh, highbrow movies. Yep. And there's always some weird quality that he has. It's kind of creepy. And in this movie, him trying to be sort of friendly and avuncular makes him creepier than any other thing I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he's creepier than any of the patients, and some of the patients are, you know, pretty creepy. Jack Palance. I want Jack Palance, but he seems almost like the most disturbed yeah. out of anyone there. I, I thought for sure it was going. I keep mentioning the, Hellraiser, he but I thought it was going to Hellraiser two route, right? Where it was going to be like, oh, he's actually 
a bad yeah. guy. a bad guy behind all the. I guess are we? I guess we're spoiling the movie. Oh yeah, we talk about it. Right, talk through the whole so, movie. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought for sure from the first scene, I was mm-hmm. like, oh well, clearly something's going on here because this is not a normal dude. No, right? But no, no, he's just. He's just weird. a little kooky. He's just weird. He's just weird. Just weirdo. It, yeah, it's a feeling when you watch The Shining and like, well, obviously yeah. Jack Nicholson is insane and something terrible is going to happen. But yeah, that doesn't pay off that way, which is an no. interesting choice, casting him in that role. And do you think that was intentional? Or if that's just, this is a guy that we got? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, It seems like every... like it was, Man, I don't know. Everyone's choices in the movie is so... Just so weird and well, I feel understated. Like some of the actors too. I mean, Pleasance and the Jack Palance and some of these guys. I feel like you kind of got to turn them loose. Like I, I wonder how much direction they got as far as uh, the I mean, tone yeah, and if everything. This is like the first time director thing. Like yeah. to direct Martin Landau, Jack Palance, and Donald Pleasance, he must have been just kind of like, "I'm yeah. back here. Yeah, I'm gonna just shoot it. You guys do whatever." You I want. mean, they all turned it up to eleven. Like oh, yeah. everyone was like, "Give me the crazy take." Like, let's yeah. do the crazy take. And that's 100% of the takes in the movie is the crazy take. <laughs> like, there's that early on when the when Dr. Glasses is leaving uh, after meeting them and, and Jack Palance is like, Oh, doctor! And he's nice. like, he just holds his hand up for like 30 seconds. And then he goes like, happy trails. Like, but they just hold on it for so, so, so long. It's and I'm amazing. Like, and then I just could see the the director going, that was great, Jack. Let's do another one where maybe we do it a little shorter. And Jack Powell's just like, nope. Jack. That's it. No. Not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would that's never correct him or no. try to rein yeah. him in. That must have been that must have been so scary for, for Jack Smolder or Shoulder, whatever his name is. Yeah. Could, like, I like try Smolder. To... He should change it to Smolder. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it's like Jack shoulder. Ankle or something. Jack Ankle. But just for him <laughs> to... His brother. <laughs> his brother-in-law. <laughs> Just him to Mr. Shoulder, meet Mr. Ankle. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just to talk to Jack Pallets or or give Donald Pleasance any kind of notes. Cause it really seems like if he tried to direct Donald Pleasance, like, hey, Donald, don't do that. It, what? I'm pretty sure he did not like take any direction no. whatsoever. He's and like, I'm happy for it. Oh yeah. Oh, I think yeah. It, I think the movie benefits, of course, from having these people who Maybe this was a lower point in their career, but yeah. they really elevate the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're acting the shit when, out of this movie. When those three guys, when when Palance and um, and Landau and and Pleasance are on screen, like the movie is firing on all cylinders. The, oh yeah. yeah, the scene where Doctor Glasses gets to meet all of them for the first time, he meets yeah. the villains basically, where there's Fatty and yeah, and that uh, is his name. We're not just being cruel. That yeah. is the name they've given him in this film. Oh really? Yeah. I'll just call. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can be also just cruel. <laughs> but yeah, and he's a, apparently a wrestler. Yeah, he's a wrestler, or a, a weightlifter. A weightlifter. Okay, because he's a, he's that. a very big guy, and I did double check. So he is the the big guy that's in um, Stir Crazy oh, with Gene really? Wilder and Richard Pryor. He's oh, the big God. scary guy that then they befriend and wow. become sort of their sidekick. Well, he's a part of it, and then Landau, who's like pacing around, and Jack Pounds, he's just like. Staring out the window because they also have like a, 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 a security system where it'll shut the windows if you try to get really yeah. close to them using electricity. That's very important. Yeah, uh, that is, it is funny that it's mentioned specifically a, that a guard a it is says a, like the only thing between me and these guys is yeah. electricity. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and we, we should mention that. So this uh, facility, I don't know what we would call it, is not a normal institution. It seems to be more relaxed and Donald Plessence is trying to... 
whatever his philosophy is. It's his, the, his philosophy is just to be mean to them. <laughs> but in a very, again, weird, passive-aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but there's not bars on the windows unless they breach a certain, you know, close to the windows or whatever. Right, yeah. But it, it seems like they're trying to paint Donald Pleasant. He seems like kind of a kook. Yeah. And that he's what he's doing is experimental and not everybody respects it. Right. And so later in the film, when things kind of go to shit, he doesn't want to include the police because right. he wants to fix the situation that's right. set up. Yeah, I think to, to get a slightly serious with the subject matter, which is not as fun, but... Uh, I think I, they I, took it very seriously. Well, yeah, but I think the... I mean, the, the idea I got from the movie, right, is it's about these characters that think that... The, the reason they don't have the bars on there and the reason that he, you know, they, their whole vibe there is let's treat these quote unquote crazy people as, what do they say, voyagers and, voyagers, not, that's and right. not crazy people. It's all rooted in them feeling safe around yeah. them because they have technology. They have electricity mm-hmm. to keep them safe. And so it creates this like false uh, sense of security that, well, nothing can go wrong because we have electricity and then it shows one little simple thing uh can change everything but uh, you know why donald pleasance's you know view even in his end later in the movie is that like well no they, they'll respect me they you know and it's yeah. like no it's a two-way street they only respected you because you had the electricity because you had the technology right to contain them you right. know what this is this is jurassic park with the mentally ill yep oh my god and donald pleasance is yep. uh hammond. hammond hammond yep it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. This is, I really wonder if Michael Crichton watched this He movie. saw this movie and, <laughs> and thought, you know like, what? What about with dinosaurs yeah. instead? Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> That's so fucking but, So, yeah, the whole movie is basically <laughs> uh, Laura Dern saying, but you never had control. That's the illusion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And uh, nature finds a, a, a way. Yeah. So, uh, then we, uh, they, they also mention that there is an there was an old doctor that the Dr. Glass has replaced that was... That was beloved. That was beloved mm-hmm. by the, the patients and... The most like, dangerous patients, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Like, I forget that most of the time when we watch shitty movies like this, uh, they, like, they'll just say dialogue and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't lead anywhere. But, like, everything was very purposeful of, like, what they mentioned, what they were mm-hmm. talking about, even yeah. though they did there skip was... a couple of scenes where, like, wait, how the fuck did that mm-hmm. happen? But, yeah, you're right. There was intent, more yeah. so than in some movies, especially of this era that New Line would have released. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, so they mentioned that, and that's when Jack Palance does the whole, like, happy trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, wait, oh, so we're now introduced also to Dr. Glass's family. He has... Uh, a wife and the world's just... oldest child. She is so she's she's like the little girl in um oh uh, what is it the goodbye girl very world weary has the like the, the goodbye girl yeah yeah that Neil Simon with Marsha Mason and Richard Dreyfus who okay well anyway it's a world weary little girl that has the uh, has the. <laughs> Look, he, he. I know he's actually younger than us, but the thing is, is that oh, I am too. Oh, well. mm. uh, uh, supple thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember three months ago. It's okay. <laughs> I just turned thirty-seven myself uh, a week or so ago. Congratulations! Right. Yeah. Thank you. Still I, alive. I, I made it, and uh, by it, not, it's against God's will at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really. Yeah, when I sneeze, I clinch. <laughs> yeah. <God>. I. <laughs> It is nice when I hear the guest disgusted. <laughs> I know, I know we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. 
that's okay. That's normal. Good. good. Um, Got it. Got so it. Uh, be grossed out. Good, so good. we were, yeah, we introduced the family. Yeah, and the, the daughter, it, just the, the things that she says, it, this is where like thinking about writing a screenplay and then trying to like give everyone their own voice, not making them sound the same. Mm-hmm. It really felt like it's like, okay, we need to have like a little kid in here, but we don't know how to write kids. So we're just going to like have her act like basically a 22 year old. Mm. I'm going to model her after my divorced mother. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. It's just the weirdest thing. She's like, there's, to... there's just a light touch of cynicism about her that I really yeah. enjoy. I really enjoyed that actress's I, yeah, performance. I, 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 I wonder if she's done anything else. I don't, I don't know. But I'm yeah. trying to look her up. Uh, but yeah, she's really fun. And then they're also getting ready for Dr. Glass's sister to come into town. And uh, we can just go to that and then we'll go back to the, the hospital with the, Asylum. And don't forget, Dr. Glass's wife is a character who's there. She's there. Yeah. She is I'm not there. trying to be rude. Like, no, she's, that's her role in Eric, the movie, is she's there. Be rude. It's not her fault. I thought that as an, <laughs> yeah. as an actor, uh, yeah. if she'd been given something, she would have been very engaging. She I was still, to do. Yeah, I, I was know. still... I, I thought she was doing a great job with what she had. Very little yeah. that she had. I thought she was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Uh, but yeah, it really, she is, unfortunately, in like a lot of films of this era, the wife is just the wife. Right. She exists. Yeah. Even yeah. in the scenes when, uh, you know, just to, to skip ahead a little, when they're uh, basically in lockdown, being attacked from the outside, yeah. there are a few moments when everyone else seems to be taking some action, except for the kid. She does do the one thing. She does... Okay. But up to that point, it seems like she's just just screaming. screaming. Yeah. 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 It's like, they're in the basement! Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to do anything about it? (laughs) You're going to send your little weenie husband (laughs) down there to do it? God, he's such a weenie. Um, No, no. He's got to protect his glasses. Yeah. Oh, my God. My glasses. I I wear contacts and wear glasses, too. There was a moment uh, towards the end when Martin Lando's like... Mm-hmm. Putting his hand on his face, and I saw him put his fingers on his glass, like ah, that's smudging it. Yeah, <laughs> I, as a glass person, I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" Yeah. Like, yeah. I what a jerk! Been, I would have been so pissed. It was like, you know, you could have just held my face <laughs> under my glasses, but you don't have to fucking touch them. Landau's method. <laughs> so yeah, he's a classic smudger. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, it's part well, of the the smudge method. <laughs> when Kennedy uh, he got upset with her at the MTV red carpet, he smudged her glasses. Oh, that yeah. bastard! Wow. Wow. You know. Oh man, uh, so that's so dumb. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're we're introduced to the sister, and she she's like, how do you describe her? She's like, uh, she feels like she's again plucked from another movie, that like an eighties, oh, like yeah. kind of free spirited. Uh, uh, she like, felt like a studio note. Yeah, like we totally. need a young person. Yeah, that can wear, you know, see through shirts. And have big crazy hair on one side, like, like, only on one side. Yeah, she's some of, the, some of the time her hair is pink, sometimes it's purple, and yeah. then sometimes it's not. Yeah, like, all within the course of like two days. Yeah, how did she get that shit out of her hair? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's the poochie of. There's this a couple work. things that the felt poochie. like big, yeah. big studio notes that were just shoved in there, and she right. felt like one of them. Yeah, because she doesn't really. It doesn't amount to anything I with her. I feel like there could could have been more because we see glimpses of it when the house is under siege. Yeah. That she's freaking out and, oh my God, uh, I'm losing it. He's like, you're yeah. not sick. You're just reacting to this. And I well, thought... He, I think he said, you're not sick anymore. Anymore. Or, or right. Like, and I'm like, like oh, whole, there's going to be a right, thing. That's yeah. what I thought. I thought that we would follow that thread. And yeah. that 
maybe she had been yeah. dangerously mentally ill and he had treated her. Yeah. Right, and, right. And, the, and then, like, it just felt like there was a lot of little screws that needed a little more tightening. Yeah. Just yeah. to be like, oh, okay, like if we could better understand who he is as a doctor and why he cares about this people. Like, that, this is why I say, like, it'd be a good, good, you know, for a remake because, like, there's so much potential here mm-hmm. to, to, like, make it a modern horror movie yeah. about <clears throat> mental health and wanting to help people and right. reliance on technology and right. the question of, like, well, who's actually really sick like our you know I, this is like a very base bad version of it every idea i have is like the bad version and then yeah. i then i figure out the good version of it later but <laughs> well, like you know like saying. we're all on twitter and social media and then these people are like just living in their mind and right in an institution and, you know there, there's it's we're all deluding ourselves yeah. in different ways yeah yeah and, but, but yeah so i i feel like yeah that we don't really get to know the doctor's motivation and we got a glimpse no. of it that maybe his sister's illness yeah. was what got him into. It's I like want to help. Two lines people. of dialogue. Yeah, that's all you but it's, get. it yeah. lasts like ten minutes of the movie. You're like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what is that? Right. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, because he he's a good doctor, and like the, the but who family, is he? Yeah, who is he? And like the family life is really nice. They have like a forty five year old daughter who's you know stuck <laughs> in the body of a six year old. She's and, got uh, that Jack Robin Williams disease. <laughs> Well, opposite. The opposite. Uh, she has the. At the any Benjamin moment, button. she was going to just pull out a cigarette and just start mm-hmm. like chain smoking. Well, she, she reads the National Enquirer yeah. and uh, and is yeah. like, "Where just, did you do that?" And she's like, "Fuck you!" And she yeah. was complaining about her hot flashes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. She was like, she was doing homework at one point in the in the on the uh, the dining table, and it like it looked like calculus. Like that yeah. kid is like maybe eight. It was a very thick book. Yeah. yeah. Like. So we we wind up in the. The room, what seems like it's the room that share, it's all the most dangerous characters share. There you go. Yeah, sorry. I was getting too far away from the mic. So, uh, in the night, suddenly it's Martin Landau calling out. It's Jack Palance calling out. Uh, Fatty and then uh, Old Bleeder. Oh, the the Bleeder. Bleeder. So, it's saying that the doctor that they loved and respected was killed by Dr. Glasses. And that now they need to kill Dr. Glasses. And yes. so, this is overheard by uh, one of the orderlies. Who I recognize and I couldn't place him. I he's, didn't look it up. He's actually in Moneyball. He's one of the uh, oh, wow. the guys that is uh, trying to recruit people. Okay. Because I remember him too. I was like, wait, that, yeah, I know he's a younger version here. But Yeah, uh, no, but I, I've seen him in something in like the 70s. I'll, I'll look it up while you're Jesus talking. Christ. All right. Look. When, when in the 70s when you were yes, alive? Yes, when I was 12. <laughs> no, but, it, but so then he wants to tell Dr. Glasses, hey, I overheard this. Just so you know. And that's yeah. when the whole thing comes up. Like, Fuck, I do not remember any of that. That he's afraid of these people because he's in the that's same way. That's says the thing about the electricity. Right, because he's got a button that slams this iron door shut yes. into his little room where yeah. he's hanging out. Right. And he says, the only thing separating me from them is yeah. electricity. Right. And But the doctor assages his fears and says, you know, it's, it's fine. This oh, is do just your something. best Donald Pleasance. Well, no, because no, it's, it's not Donald Pleasance, glasses. it's glasses. Oh, fuck. I mean, I, did I watch this movie? I don't know if I yeah, did. Are, uh, pretty sure you were there. Yeah, uh, you were. <laughs> I, I saw you. No, and uh, were you doing like Donald Pleasance's character and uh, lighting up the ganja? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Donald yeah. Pleasance uh, gets out the peace pipe a few times and he tokes. Once he, is, once he gets it out, I think it's out for the rest of the movie. Yes. Yeah, when he even... Excuse me. He's like on the phone and he's like holding it. He's just, like, yeah, talking, trying to talk to the police. And he's like, she's very rude. And uh, there's nothing behind the boy's eyes. <laughs> I passed the duchy from the left-hand side. There's nothing there. I, I spent the first five years trying to get him high. And the last ten trying to 
keep him sober. I don't know. The uh, anyway, Donald Pleasance is a just a gem yeah. of a person. But, but, but yeah, so Doctor Glasses says, "Hey, this is you know their delusion, and he's going to work through it with them." Right, right. And uh, and then there's also we go back to where. We're back at the house where the sister and the wife are saying, "Hey, I want to take you guys out." And we go to this, they like go out to this punk bar and to see this new band called the Sick Fucks, and uh, which now in retrospect is like, I don't know if that's appropriate for a movie about patients in a mental asylum. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things this movie does that I think are tonally not okay. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't do it now. Well, yeah, and also okay, she we already commented on how she, the sister is dressing, but the. I don't get this because she is wearing like a blazer yeah. over a sheer like fishnet shirt and like you could see her boobs which, through it. Which respect wear whatever you want to wear. Sure. The weird thing was that she was out with her brother. Yes. That that was the part that was like like kind of like yeah. like they you know wardrobe was like let's put her in this and the producers are like yes and nobody connected like yeah but she's with her brother. Like yeah. and it's it's just a little it's weird. It's so weird and yeah. uncomfortable because yeah. they also said they were it's at not dinner. The most uncomfortable thing in the movie. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And honestly, I mean, the see-through shirt with the sister and her brother being present is really something that's prominent on the internet now. <laughs> so they were forward thinkers in there that you go. sense. There yeah, you go. there's a lot of things that this movie. Like yeah. I guess help develop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the the God. porn stuff uh, for the brothers and sisters. There's the Jurassic Park for Michael Crichton. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things. This New Line movie, Cinema, Dolby's this movie, Digital. the Bill Hader SNL thing. Like this movie's got it all. <laughs> 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 I can't even get this. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Pleasant smoking opium. <laughs> it's got Martin Landau killing for a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Brother and sister, oh, uh, bearing it all, <laughs> and and some other stuff. And Jack Palance's <laughs> longest goodbye. Yes. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, okay, I don't remember or know how the power goes out. Was it because of the nuclear power power so plant? So they don't. It just goes out. It just and goes then out. Later, the the sister. Is saying I think it's because of the nuclear oh, power stuff. So they're, they're in doing. the car, yeah, uh, headed back home, and uh, there's yeah. a radio broadcast saying uh, the nuclear power plant denies that there's any oh, issue yeah, yeah. that caused the blackout. Yeah, and she's saying they're yeah. lying. Didn't yeah. we see like at one point earlier that like the lights are sort of flashing, yeah. like either yeah, at the yeah, asylum yeah. or a home, something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, at the at the concert, the power goes out yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Oh, that's what it, it was. Yeah, and then it yeah. goes out. That's right. Bush but it's like it's another thing where like the movie again needed a screw tightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where like it's leaning into some social commentary, but it just it barely gets there. It's kind of like they had this whole script and then just were like, just add one line of social commentary here, add one line about the backstory with the sister here. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. It's like just need just a put a sheer more. dress on her. We'll be fine. No yeah. one will be paying attention because this yeah. was the time when there was a lot of. Uh, discussion and the culture about nuclear power. I mean, this was after the movie The China Syndrome, right. and so we. It seemed like they had a point of view that we just didn't explore. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things we just didn't go to the next true. step with. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Um, so, yeah, they. Uh, I guess then the finally the power goes out, right? Right. Well, the power's out, so we're back at the booby hatch. 
And uh, that's my my very sensitive uh, term for a mental institution. Is that's what they used to call it back in the day? The booby hatch. A booby hatch. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's something again. He's eighty seven. Yeah. But uh, there's a a, an old uh, Jack Benny radio episode that I love. That Uh there's a whole thing about a mental institution. They call it a booby hatch. Really? Yeah. Wow. You learn something stupid every day. Uh, And so uh, I'm here for the. I'm not even the boomers. I'm here for the greatest generation. All our listeners that are over 80. Oh, yeah. we oh, have... Because they know what a podcast is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had, when I explain to my family that just like podcasts just over their heads, I'm like, I like, I do radio? Yeah, I just uh, say radio. And it gives more say... prestige yeah, anyway. It yeah, it sounds like, oh, my. It's like, oh, where can well, I also... do it? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, everybody has a podcast. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they still don't know what that is. Uh, like, there's, I'm sure, recap shows of this show. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be a new step. Um, that's when you know you made it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that top, top, top part when Wright screamed and cackled? And you're like, yeah. Uh, they'd be I more do. specific. Yeah. Uh, so the power goes out, and that's when they hatch their plan, is to escape uh, and uh, escape and then find Dr. Glass. Right. Jack Palance gets up, and he tests the uh, window alarm. Yeah. And, and it doesn't go hey, off. it doesn't go off. Yeah. And so then uh, Fatty and uh, who else? Oh, and Martin Landau. Uh, they go into the uh, room where the security guard is. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where you get to see a little bit of, uh, I guess, this the strength of Fatty where he... I, I know it's his, his name. His just it's just name is Fatty. Funny to hear you keep saying that. Fatty. Uh, so he picks him up over his head and then does a... A backbreaker on yeah. his. It's a knee. full-on Mortal Kombat move. Totally. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's somebody's fatality. I can't remember whose, but I'm, I'm positive in Mortal Kombat too. That's a fatality. I mean, I'm, I'm an old school wrestling Is fan. Is it Jax? So. It might be Jax. It might be a Jax fatality. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because I know he also like rips people's yeah, arms off too. But they have multiple in two. That's right. This is important. Sorry, we're getting into the good stuff here. Some Mortal Kombat, or maybe it was in three or Ultimate three. I don't know. He went uh, downhill after Ultimate three. So don't ask me about four. (laughs) They they end up killing the security guard and uh, and then they escape or like they do the most badass like walking out of the uh, the asylum where Christopher Reeves is just showing up for some reason and uh, it's not Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Uh, it's Christopher he, Reeve. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's right. just a rando guy. Forgot we, about him. Yeah, he's just a, he shows up for one moment and he was he's dressed. He's like overly dressed. Yeah, because like, it is like in the kid. middle of the night. Or it's kind of like here's a new character that everybody should pay attention. No, yeah, no. no. He just and then like all not f- even a line. Yeah, all four of them walk out just like oh fuck, and he, everyone does not know how to start a car. No, no. In this movie, and he gets in. And he, I don't even know what he's trying to do, but he's not even starting the car yet. And he just looks to his side and then I think Bleeder punches through and it kills him immediately or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then they escape. And then we started watching the movie The Dream Team. Uh, yeah, which if you don't remember is a movie where... Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, but who's the doctor? Is it Jeff Daniels? Somebody takes all these mental patients out to go to a baseball game in New York, and then he loses them, and then they are just out on the town. Peter Boyle, Michael Keaton is the... Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, yeah. yeah. God, I love that movie. The guy Uh, that was uh, the chubby guy from uh, Animal House? Yes. Called like Minnow or something? Fatty, that's what his name is. All right, whatever. Okay. Uh, And so... A lot of fat shaming on this show for a couple of big old butts like us. (laughs) I have a big butt? No, you don't. You have a flat pancake. Okay, Paul, are you having a good time? Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, 
So like, how uh, long have I been doing this? How long has this gone? <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Pe- Peter missed out. Peter missed out not being here. So they uh, they escape, and then uh, it's it's actually really funny because uh, they uh, because they're at the the what is it called the the rock show. They have mm-hmm. a babysitter for the 45-year-old mm-hmm. uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Her name uh, is Bunky. Bunky. Which is such a good name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if I was remaking this movie, I would not change stick a thing about Bunky. Bunky. Oh, nothing. Nothing at stay. all. No. Nothing. Yeah. If I might we... just cut to old footage from this movie of her <laughs> and just work around that. Oh, yeah. I mean, or if, like do a, like do a Lucasfilm CGI thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going he... to hit this mic forever. Hey, no, use your hands as much as you want. People will know you're here. Yes. I'm really here. I'm not an AI. But I promise. What you could find the actress and then do that uh, the Irishman technology yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That would be worth it. Yeah, but, you know, totally. I think the audience would appreciate it for fan favorite Bunky. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that dialect that she has—that's yeah. kind of a southern northeastern Wait, quote unquote dialect. Uh, it's as if like a Martian came down and tried to figure out. Yeah. Just different accents. Yeah. And it's like a British person that's not good at accents doing an American accent. And it just sort of <laughs> travels. We need a Disney Disney Plus prequel show about Bunky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like how she got to this point and why she was so excited by the power outage. Because she yeah. was. Yeah, that's right. She's like, I think it's really fun. And yeah. uh, then we then cut to just chaos and looting in the middle yeah. of the, the town. Which happened yeah. so quickly in this town... Yeah. We haven't had any any information that would make it seem yeah. to us as the audience that this place, as soon as we have one thing taken yeah. away, it's going to go to chaos. It seems a- like a small... Another piece of social commentary yeah. that is there for one moment, yeah. and then the next scene, it's all gone, right? never returned to. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Because I assume we're right. saying something about how, okay, once the rules change, society collapses, yeah. and that these mentally ill people are simply, you know, uh, in, yeah. a, in the same way. It asks, mean, like, really... Who are the crazy people right, in this right, situation? Right. Yeah, they thought but, that was really. Clever. But this is like the fucking suburbs. Yeah, yeah, it's like at a fucking HEB. Which and if, there's, if that's gonna if that's gonna be your point, sure. If that's what it's supposed to be about, right. Lean into it, continue it, and we we talked about this while we were watching it. But it was so weird how the movie. You know, this is all happening at night, and then it cuts to the next day. Yeah, and it's daytime, mm-hmm. and like the all daughter- the tension is released, and we're all sitting there going. Wait, is the power still out? We're not even sure. Yeah, because yeah. we yeah. then like we see that the uh, the the sister and the mother are <laughs> the sister is creating a poster. It's like destroy the power plant yeah. or whatever it says, and it's like, isn't it great? And you're like, okay. And it's like, who's wait? We're going to go to the this protest, and uh, and then we cut to uh, I don't know what happens in between that, but we then just cut to the jail. Uh, like they've already yeah. been arrested at the. Um, uh, protest, the protest, which we don't see, which yeah. we don't see, which there is a very important part before all of this when we're still at the the riot in the middle. Oh yeah, of the sorry night. to get us ahead. Yeah, so, so like that, what they're doing there is they're getting normal clothes and then they're also uh, getting weapons. Right, and we also get to see like uh, you know Jack Palance gets a, a crossbow, uh, and Fatty gets uh, a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Martin Landau has all these knives. Watching beloved Martin Landau. With blades, I didn't know I wanted that in life. Yeah, but I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. And then because uh, he, he also just seems a little ghoulish, because uh, <laughs> he's got his hair. He's got this like it's too long in certain places, and yeah. he just looks sort of sickly. Yes, yeah. yeah. And he also like cackles anytime. He's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's great. And then Bleeder 
kills someone. He puts on a hockey mask. Which, just for that one scene. Yeah, just for that one, scene. one scene. Because yeah. it's mentioned that he doesn't like to show people his face. Mm-hmm. Strangers his face. But uh, this is also, didn't you say, the year that uh, Friday the 13th 3, three came, out? came out? Yeah. Which was the first one in which he dons the hockey mask. Right. So, the, so I, that's interesting. I think the movie was actually, this movie was made before part three, mm-hmm. but part three was released sooner mm. than this movie. And so I I don't know if anyone actually saw this fucking movie, but they're like, hey, wait a minute. But uh, I mean, I mean it had two of the best Columbo villains in it, <laughs> Martin Landau and uh, Mr. Jack Palance. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Actually, and... Uh, Donald Pleasance? Yeah, he's... Oh, he's a great villain. Oh, he's... And you know who else is a great villain in Columbo? William Shatner. And there's an episode where I he's s- wearing that blue jumpsuit. I saw that. And it's like, oh, this is Michael Myers, but like pre-Michael Myers. He's, he's like yeah. the regular... Because he looks just like the mask. It's crazy. And he doesn't have kind of like... He's got the hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so... Uh, uh, but Bleeder kills some uh, guy with like a... What are they? It's like for gardening. Like a gardening Oh, yeah. Hole. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. With the three... Yeah. Prongs. Yeah. It's uh, not a... We're all outdoorsmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all gardeners. <laughs> right. I'll just say it's a hoe. Yeah. He yeah. kills him with a tiny hoe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get at least first like bit of... Uh, just imagining him picking up a little person in a miniskirt and slapping him with it. <laughs> like a fish. And he he does like get the nosebleeds after he kills someone, and uh, and then he just runs away. And you're like, oh shit! So now we just get the three musketeers mm-hmm. uh, together, and honestly, it's great because uh, they yeah. we go to that next day where we don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, oh, I guess it's all okay now. Yeah, yeah. they're riding around in a van that they stole. Yeah, and, and I do love the image of the three of them sitting up front of the van together, yeah. where yeah. Fatty's like, eating like a like a Milky Way. Yeah, and like Jack if Collins I just turn this him. If I just turn this movie on in the middle of yeah. it, that scene, I'd be like, what am I watching? <laughs> and then they start following the mailman on a bike. Yes. Oh, because because uh, Landau says, I want that hat. I want that hat. He's cut a little hat on. Yeah. And Martin Landau wants that hat. And, and he's going to get that hat. What Marty wants, he gets. It's so great. And, and then like, he never wears it again in the movie. Just no, for that does. one moment. He just does. puts it on and then it's he, gone, right? Well, he, well, puts he puts it on to deliver that telegram. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. But then it's gone. Over. After that, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted it on yeah. just so the movie. a man died so he yeah. could wear a hat for a minute. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, they they are chasing them down, <clears throat> and uh, or him down, and then uh, they don't hit him and then the mailman says what are you a bunch of assholes and then we cut to jack palance that's his trigger word yes (laughs) it's his manchurian candidate word (laughs) jack palance is genuinely scary in this movie oh yeah oh yeah because he's he's so fucking he his jaw must have been like just destroyed after a movie because he's so clinched all the time i just i don't know how he's i don't know how he eats (laughs) <laughs> just get, get his mouth open enough to get food into it it's tough he's got to pre-chew it <laughs> oh, spitting into Jack Palance's mouth like oh, he's a baby bird it's in oh, his yeah. contract Donald Pleasance he would do that he has to be baby birded he would, be that, he would be that close to him Donald Pleasance mm. Salisbury steak again <laughs> <sighs> so uh, but he yells asshole Donald Pleasance backs into him he flies off the bike. I do love that. It's pretty great. It, it's like it, oh, it's he, a great stunt. Yeah, yeah do we yeah. think that he was on a, a string or something that got him mm, there? Or was totally. he just like leaping? Oh, I don't know. Because he goes th- so far. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it was a string. It felt to me like it was just a 
a good okay, a, a yeah. lunge or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it, it was great. I really loved that. They, they didn't have the budget or tech to remove the string. I mean, maybe yeah. it's there if we went back and watched it again. But yeah. I don't know. It was a great stunt. Oh, by the way, this is available on Shutter. A uh, Shutter. If you want to sponsor us at any moment, uh, please yes, do. So. Please do. Yeah, please do. Um, we anyway. won't change our content, though. <laughs> I won't be silenced by corporate we watch, America. We will watch Lifetime movies whenever the fuck we want. Uh, Some of those are scary. They're very scary. But uh, then we, yeah, we let's we can start getting ahead a little bit because the the sister and the wife are in jail. They want to. Yeah, they're in jail. They they want to call uh, home or because the doctor glasses doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and that's that's also. They go to the hospital, and Donald Pleasance is really not that bothered that their most yeah. dangerous people have yeah. escaped the yeah. asylum. And like, he's like, "They're fine. They're mostly. They must be disturbed from the escape because they they killed yeah. people on their way out, and he knows yeah. this, right? And he's like, you know, everything's fine. Everything's oh, well, yeah, but he's what is it? Yeah, because Doctor Glasses says, you know, but they're they've already killed three people, and Pleasance is like." I can't remember what he says, but it's like, well, we're all a little violent. That's right. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, also, what? That is not the normal. And thus, reinforcing me thinking, okay, there, he's an evil mastermind. Yes. There's a thing going on. Right. Even like, but there isn't. He holds his face just like, yeah. everyone's a little crazy. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck are you saying? If yeah. you saw the head doctor say these things, yeah. like, uh-oh, this is bad. Yeah. 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 Shut I, it down. I yeah. was seriously thinking that... Uh, at some point, it would be revealed that he was actually a patient as well. Or he, you know, caused the power outage or something. Ooh. Like, he, like it's a big social experiment for him. Yeah. Or like, again, yeah. there's just so many... He's trying to do a shutter island on yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, like there's a bigger picture and we don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Spoilers for Shutter Island. I just, I can imagine him smoking his opium pipe, like, behind the power plant, like, with some shears, Actually, just, like, cutting some wires. The, the <laughs> movie would be so stupid is he just unplugs. <laughs> yeah. He just unplugs the power to the city. It's like, take that. Oh, this is going to be fucked up. <laughs> and you, you hear him off camera take a big bong rip. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd the bong come from? Man, I'm really buzzed. Electricity. Oh, my God. Does Taco Bell still have those fries? <laughs> I found out yesterday that Taco Bell got rid of the double-decker. What is a double-decker? What? I, I don't know. I'm, I just, do, I don't I'm eat... just a basic tacos man. I'm... Double-decker is a hard-shell taco uh-huh. with meat in it. Well, quote-unquote meat. And then uh, <laughs> a flour tortilla wrapped around it with uh, refried beans, like connecting the two together. It's delicious. I mean, Damn. if you're high as hell. Now I two- want that. Yeah. Right? I used to get them all the Why time, can't I obviously. Have that? Why would you tell me this <sighs> thing that I can't have? I want to bring you guys to my misery that I'm in right now, too, when I found that out I am going to get Taco Bell for dinner. Oh, that sounds really good. You put it in my head. I'm glad you got three toilets here. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, okay. So then... We uh, they're they're in the jail, and also the sister is, as you said, Paul, very thirsty because she uh, she's you know, crawling for seed in jail. <laughs> Jesus yeah, you know. Christ! There's like one man there, and she's like, "You come home with us." Which please. he looks like a younger Jack Palance, but mm-hmm. he's like he, he's rugged. He's yeah. rugged. Yeah, yeah he uh, got bonked in the head in the riot and or the the protest and. He is a nice guy because he lets the wife get in front of him to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they're Chris like... That's all it took for the daughter. Or the oh, sister. Really? sister. The sister, yeah. yeah. Where she's like, uh, please come home with us now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. 
they he does and it's just the weirdest thing in the world because it's this rando guy who they're at the house because oh wait you're jumping ahead of some oh, really I, important I, things oh fuck i am i'm right oh no well so to... first uh because i want to mention this part because this might be my favorite part in the movie sure yeah <laughs> so dr glasses calls the babysitter bunky yes. calls bunky right to say you know like oh, oh i can't you know i'm i'm stuck doing this thing and my wife got arrested <laughs> can you go over to the house and watch the daughter and Bunky, as a normal human being, goes, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> There's no question about my wife got arrested. Like, that's just... My wife's I'm not gonna, in jail. I'm not going to follow up on that. <laughs> Bunky's seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone is, like, just very, like, worldly, just knows what's going on. Like, hey, whatever, it's yeah. cool, man. It's cool, fine. But, no big deal. So, yeah. but she's home alone. But, yeah, wait, wait, but then, wait, then we get into the part but, we all felt very uncomfortable with. Yes. Well, I don't want to talk about it. Who wants to talk about I, it? Not, not it. <laughs> I will talk about Fatty Fat Fat. And okay. so... Uh, this is the part that I would not put in the remake. Yes. I would oh. change his his weirdness to you, something else. You, you also find out a little... Uh, uh, history about each of them is that Jack Palance was like a colonel or something in the army. Yeah, and Landau was a preacher. Preacher and that has and, an affinity for fire. He likes yes, to set fires. Yeah. And um, Fatty unfortunately liked little girls. Yeah, he's a, a fan. Yeah, he's a fan he's of the. Of the he's a, he's a, <laughs> one of our greatest comedic filmmakers. They share the same interest. I'm sorry. Any any time I was get to your... whip out my Woody, I was about to say, "Oh, oh, oh boy, okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to phrase it like that." No, of course you didn't. I know. Um, so yes, uh, Fatty is a uh, fat rapist of little uh, children. Jesus, what? I, I don't no, I know. No, exactly. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, what yeah, he yeah. is, yeah. and uh, and he shows up as the babysitter for the young girl, and the young girl because she's 45, she sees <laughs> right through this bullshit like immediately. Yeah. And, uh, and he's she, trying to get her to go upstairs to her yeah. room constantly. Yeah. It, it was very and hold her hand. We were all just hoping, like, please don't let this happen. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really wasn't sure if the movie was going to take us there. Yeah, and, and it didn't. Luckily, it, it, thank it, God. Yeah, but yeah. thank God, because yeah. it is tonally all over the place, and yeah. I wouldn't put it past it too. That's completely, thing. completely. Yeah. We, we, I thought we might go there. Really, we yeah. we did say. I think you said this is that. Uh, we really don't know what is going to happen next. Yeah. Like, it kept me guessing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I did guess one thing right, though. But... You did. We'll get yeah. there a little later. But, uh, so, Fatty uh, tells, like, well, how about you finish your milk? Because you could make anything with paper, which I don't know what that means. Uh, I think it was, like, use, he was built a, an origami early yeah. in the movie. Oh, you mentioned scissors. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so... Um, then it cuts to the Dr. Glass is calling the babysitter. Baby sh- mm-hmm. uh, shows up and like no one's around. And then she goes upstairs to check on um, the 45-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she's asleep, which I seriously thought that she was dead. I was like, Yeah, because oh. she's kind of like curled up and her hands are in front of her face. Yeah. And yeah. Just like, oh, God. But like fatty, no one else yeah. is there. And yeah. so like, what the fuck's happening? And she calls her like, yeah, she's, she's uh, napping. Everything's cool. And then... Bunky this all of a sudden has the greatest idea. She's also thirsty. She is thirsty. Mm-hmm. And the dweebiest dweeb uh, shows up. And then all of her clothes are strewn about the, the house and leads it upstairs. Yeah. I think, and, again, another one of the studio notes of like, we need naked people in yeah. this movie. Yeah, it seems like Jack it. Shoulder said, it's like, okay, well, we'll put the sister 
in like that sheer top. Yeah. So you can see like a nip here and there. Like, yeah, but we need some boobies. Yeah, I mean, in, in this era, it was like three nipples minimum for any movie. <laughs> yeah. It could be three women, one yeah. each. Yeah. It could be one woman, two, and then one for one. That's how Total yeah. Recall got or, it done. Any, or it can be a, a triple boob exactly. situation. Any combination, as long as yeah. we get three any of the above. Any of the above. Yeah. Market testing shows. Oh, at boy. least three keep our attention. The kids want three boobs, at least. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so it is unfortunate. <laughs> We uh we always have this conversation uh, or just this question is like how much would it take uh when but these poor women are, are paid yeah. to take off their tops in these movies some of which good lord which this one I think about with like the actress who played Bunky they tell like no 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 no, no. it's okay though because Jack Palance and Martin Landau and Donald Pleasance are in this movie mm. like oh I, I think, think Bunky volunteered. Yeah, she oh. wanted them in this film. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All right, well, I'll, <laughs> it's like, I we'll know. we'll find her an ass. <laughs> Jesus, there's no, no bunky. There's no, there's no winning here. <laughs> there's no winning here. So uh, they start. Welcome to, to the show. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, so they start uh, making out, but she hears something in the closet. He gets uh, up, and she's like, "Come on!" With the craziest accent. I, I don't know what this one is at that point. There's it's, a lot of different accents going on. It's, it's kind of a Jamaican Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Your classic Jamaican Scottish. <laughs> uh, so. <Pasta> Ducci. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, he then, like, he's, he's you know, uh, sauntering back to the, the bed, about to pounce on her. After he checked the closet, nothing was in there. Mm. And then he's dragged under the uh, the bed, and she's like, what? And then... Yeah, her reaction is not geared up enough to me. Well, it's, she's, it's not geared up. She calls up. his name like, oh, Babo, are you alive? <laughs> oh, Babo, are you Bobo? okay? Uh, Instead of just like, holy shit, he just got yeah. pulled under the bed. Well, then her reaction yeah. is less urgent yeah. because the Bowie knife... Is being stuck, which actually is a great gag. It's yeah. like uh, what it feels like um, uh, Terminator Two when uh, the uh, Robert uh, Patrick is like, I guess it's like above. Them. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. like that's car. always freaky. Well, there's a gag in uh, the new Chucky TV show where there's kids, uh, these teenagers making out on a bed, and mm-hmm. Chucky's under the bed and he keeps stabbing through the mattress, but they keep rolling away. They don't even know what's <laughs> happening. But it's just like this little comic yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like stabbing everywhere, and she doesn't get off the bed. Yeah, she keeps moving on the bed. Right. It's like, this is... You have to get off the bed. Yeah. Uh, she was up there for a while, uh, too. and uh, 32 minutes. 32. <laughs> this movie is five hours long. Yeah. And she uh, finally, she... Also, her screams are really weird, too. I remember that part, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, she finally gets off the fucking bed, and she... Uh, is, how does she... What happens to her? Oh, she walks, she runs out of the room, and then Fatty uh, choke holds her, or choke slams her in a way. Well, he lifts her up off the, the ground right, with her yeah. throat, which apparently he really did. There was he no... does uh, not seem safe. Yeah. I, what I think he did, he had his hands behind her uh, neck, his other hand, but he really fucking did it. I was like, holy shit. That, yeah, guy, yeah. that, that doesn't seem safe. No, yeah, no. 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 Imagine uh, dying for this movie. Man. Like the stuntman that died making Gone Fishing, starring Joe Pesci and uh, Danny Glover. Really? Somebody died making that movie. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. I remember the Entertainment Tonight story when I was a kid. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, um, 
she's killed, and then that's when everyone comes back out. And uh, the cops are there because uh, the the daughter was by herself, and they're like, right. oh, Bunky's missing, right. which they and did the, not and, look and, hard enough. And everybody says, ah, this is fine. It's normal. Oh, you've got, there's missing killer insane asylum patients who are specifically looking for you. Yeah. And, oh, your babysitter's missing. And, oh, this guy, the, one of them was actually in the house. Everything's fine. We're all going to go yeah. home. And then one of the cops will stay for dinner. Yeah, it's like you should you should stay. You, yeah. you know what? We want to have you for dinner. Everyone is so accommodating yeah. in the worst time possible. Yeah. Like, how are they going to be? And also, and the power's still out. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, they're gonna, like, well, who's the oldest, least threatening cop? You stay here. Yeah, to protect them. And new guy. I don't think it was to protect. I think it was just for dinner. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. I oh think. wait, what are you guys having? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just Skittles. because yeah. it's all by candlelight. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are they going to eat? Um, yeah. But the new guy is there as well. Like, just some stranger there yeah. with them, and uh, and the, and then the next scene, they're all at the dinner table, mm-hmm. and they're all talking, and uh, and like the wife hears something outside, and mm-hmm. the cop finally, like that whole scene too, is really long. Yeah, and, and they're just shooting the shit, right? Yeah, they're just shooting the shit. Yeah. I think they're talking about maybe the power plant or something. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then finally the cop's like, I'll I'll go check it out. Again, no sense of urgency at yeah. all. Even though the movie makes it seem like it with some of the music. It's like... Mm-hmm. And sure. he's looking around. And then all of a sudden, he's like up against this tree. I thought it was going to be like... They were going to be like right there yeah. and kill him. And then... He is shot with an arrow from the crossbow, and right. he's stuck on the tree. Yeah. And now this is when the movie kicks into high gear, because we also... It becomes a home invasion. Yeah. 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 Like, this is the last half hour. Yeah. Yes. Because it is still long. Uh, but we do uh, cut back to Donald Pleasance uh, with his secretary. And where, his pipe. And his pipe. He still has the pipe. Uh, he's <laughs> having a conversation on the phone with the police, and, he, and he's just like... She's like, she's very rude or whatever. It's <laughs> like, sir, we can't help you, okay? It's like, I'm just trying to find where the doctor glasses would could be. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, you're very rude. You do not have to be this way. He's got his pipe. No woman, no cries, playing faintly on the radio. <laughs> you know. And like the secretary's drinking. And like, I love that no one is questioning this at all. It's like, yeah. why the fuck is this happening? Why is he doing yeah, it this like, way? Uh, I, I guess I'll go check on them. Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, so, like, the, the cop is dead, and then they start fortifying the house. Like, they, like, lock all the windows, and the sister is not having a good time either. She's starting to kind of freak the fuck out. And then, uh, and so, uh, finally, Donald Pleasance shows up in his car, and this scene is fantastic, because he gets out, and he's like, hey, Dr. Glasses! And he's like, and all of them are just like, get the out of here, they're they're all, yeah, banging on the window, like screaming, like go away. And he's like, What? Yeah, he's like, What are you talking about? I brought my beast bike. And yeah. uh, he's literally holding it. Yeah. Is anybody holding, yeah. holding it? And uh, it's like, they're trying to explain, No, they're here. They just killed the cop. And the body's away, but like, they're over explaining. It's like, What? Oh, oh, they just need someone to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And, and he starts calling out, yeah. You know what they need? They just need. A little smooch. Oh my god! <laughs> they just made me to talk really close and just give them a little smooch. Little butterfly kisses. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> just 
just licks their earlobes. <laughs> That's all Michael needed. Because, oh. yeah, he like everyone he's trying to help earlier in the film, he's so fucking close to their faces. And I'm, again, pretty sure Jack Shoulder did not tell him to do that. Donald. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he calls out. Then Martin Lando comes out from the shadows. And it's like, oh, see, there you go, Martin Lando. I don't Peter. know. Peter, I don't there know. There you are, Peter. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Byron. By- Byron? Byron, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something like that. So he's like, see, there you are. I'm like, aren't you feeling calm now? Like, no. Uh, and then Martin Lando smiles and he holds up one of his daggers and Donald Pleasant's like, ooh. Uh, oh, no. And he cuts like his ear off. Ear off, yeah. But they don't really show it. I, yeah. I think they he just grabs his ear and there's yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, of course, they're all freaking out inside, and they're just seeing this happen. And then, oh, yeah, that's when uh, Doctor Glass is like outside trying to save him, and then this that happens, and he tries to run inside. This is also the first time where they put a very realistic like uh, hurdle in front of a character where the Doctor Glass is trying to close the door, oh, but yeah. the fucking runner like rug <laughs> is in the way. And I've had that problem multiple times, like in the bathroom, like a little placement. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God damn it. Like, but I can't... It's, it's not set up at all. No. Like anywhere no, else no. in the movie. It's, it's just like there. It's and... like, you know what? We need this just to be a little more tense. How about there's a rug here now? Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't surprise me if we went back and watched the movie and there's no rug in front of the front totally. door until that moment. <laughs> like... Or some of those like just interminable shots that are just like following people. Like, yeah. oh, the fucking rug. That's foreshadowing right there. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so he finally closes it. And that's when, like, uh, one of the arrows shoots through the door. Yeah. Uh, and they start, like, you know, putting more shit up out there. But and... Donald Pleasance is outside, and he gets into his car. Oh, And Martin right. Landau walks up to it, and Donald Pleasance is trying to roll up the window. It, the handle breaks off before it's fully up. No, no, no. He, he uh, Martin Landau puts his hand, like a fist, in the... The crack. Oh, that's right. But, and can't... that's why it won't roll up. Yeah. And he's like... and, and he starts saying, preacher, preacher, uh, he's the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Martin Landau... He quotes something from the Bible that's... about God will have vengeance. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. One of the many times in there where it's like, you know, oh, this book's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and he cackles again. And we don't yeah. see Donald Pleasance for the rest we of the We just know he's yeah. gone. He's he gone. gone. He did. He's dead. And so then... Um, the rest of it is like kind of like back and forth where they they try not to go outside and the Dr. Glasses is slowly realizing or trying to figure out like why the fuck are they doing this to us? And he's like, Oh, they want me. They Which think it surprised me it took him that long to reach like, that conclusion. Isn't he a yeah. fucking doctor? Like what the yeah. fuck is Because he had this conversation yesterday. Yeah. That, yeah. oh hey, they want to kill you. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like the I was he's like, huh, second. huh. I hear huh. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> why could they what could they be after? It's you. They want to kill you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But what could it be? But yeah, like, but why? Is it and the then in the moment, me? he's like, wait a minute. I, I think they want to kill me. I'm surprised that the daughter is like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Uh, Puts out her cigarette and slaps him. <laughs> like on his hand. Like, get it together. And so he's like yelling out out of the window. He's like. Jack Palance is like, I know you guys think that I killed the previous doctor that you loved. I didn't. He's working at this hospital now. Oh, my God. Call it. Yeah. Call it. Do all these things. And, and he's like, that didn't work. And so it's like, 
okay, then what do you do now? So they all run into the kitchen because now... Uh... Oh, because they threw the, the cop's body through the window. Yes. Yeah. And that's when also this, there's this really weird shot where it's just following the sister. She's like slowly losing it. Yeah. And she goes into this one like area in the house and there's like windows and it's open and then all of a sudden a super creepy corpse just pops out of a nowhere Savi- an actual tom savini like yeah thing, yeah which again another studio felt like a studio note of just like we just need a shot to cut to in the trailer of a of a corpse you know a, a monster body to pop yeah. up for a moment totally it's like and you know tom's available this week if you guys yeah. could just you know bring him out yeah again to your point earlier about like the wife not being a character, basically, neither is like the sister really in the end too. Because if she didn't have that and just the line of dialogue that's about to come up, because yeah. she then like has this freak out and then Doctor Glasses comes in like, "What happened?" And he's like, "It's happening again!" And like, "Oh yeah. God, I'm sick!" And I was like, "You're not sick." Like, "Well, what's that about?" Fuck it. And then they just they yeah. go to the next thing. Yeah. And uh, so like they check upstairs where like the stranger guy does the uh, hottie McAss guy does that and then hottie McAss yeah hottie McAss Young... he's that new character on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> so doctor that's doctor doctor hottie, hottie McAss please yeah. uh, uh, I can't believe that show's still on by the way it's been on for like 17 years yeah it's Weird. crazy who's watching it I don't everybody's know. parents I guess I don't know. or people waiting to get their tires changed at Walmart it's on the TV you know <laughs> yeah. inexplicably yeah uh, that's the only time I've ever seen like NCIS. I didn't know that was like a show, but I was like at like a dealership. I was like, the pe- it's on Saturday night. Like, who the fuck is watching? That's this? when I saw the Exorcist TV show. It was playing in the the room where you wait when your tires getting changed. Yeah. No anyway. Idea. Anyway, so then uh, what happens? Oh, so they yeah they're all like oh there's a fire in the basement. Which they know, oh, preachers in the basement. They breached the perimeter. Yeah. Because yeah. he started. Uh, he's a fire guy. Right. He goes down there. And he knocks uh, poor Martin Landau out with the fire extinguisher, and he comes back up. You say poor Martin Landau. Now, he is murderous in this film. Look, it's poor Martin Landau. He's not beating up Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood. (laughs) So that's when then Fatty comes in, and uh, Stranger Guy uh, gets the butcher knife in his back, and... Like, he gets the bat out of Fatty's hand, too. And I've never seen yeah. this before. He hits the, the butcher knife further, further in. in. Yeah, and I was that like, was oh, brutal. shit. Yeah. Uh, and so Fatty's dead. And then Martin Lando comes out. And uh, he uh, he's, like, trying to cut Dr. Glasses. And Dr. Glasses has, like, a paring knife and stabs in the back. And then Martin Landau's dead. Now, I don't remember. Oh, oh. So, so, so uh, Dr. Glasses is going to run out and get the car. Pull oh, up to the front. Right. And he's saying, hey, maybe wait 30 seconds and then run for yeah. it. Now, while he goes to do that, another car start, and then we we see that uh, the sister is leaning her head on the shoulder of the stranger, yeah. and suddenly drops of blood are on her face because guess absurd what? Absurd amount of oh, blood. Yeah. Like amount. just like it just keeps cutting. She's not noticing like just gobs of blood. Like you would notice if this was face. on your face. You would yeah. notice if anything was dropping yeah, on your face. A lot of the it. only way that she realizes that it's blood is that she's like sticks out her tongue yeah. and she's like tastes like. It was huh, such a weird choice. It? And it's like what the fuck is that? Huh, nose blood. Yeah. yeah, and oh, and so but, so but you realize yeah he's the. Blood leader yeah and i yeah. fucking called it you did uh yeah you really ruined the movie for us honestly <laughs> oh uh, i'm glad um, <laughs> yeah, thank you so uh of course he is oh they're they're all uh like he's choking the sister and then uh dr glasses comes back and he's trying trying to hold him back and then finally i think they actually say to the wives like do something and so she gets a, a knife and just stabs him and then he's dead yep yeah and, all it takes 
They're all like traumatized in the kitchen, and lo and behold, Jack Palance comes in with the crossbow. And he's ready for business. He is so intense in the scene when he Mm -hmm. is threatening the family. And uh, and finally, the the dark glass saying, like, hey, kill me, don't touch my family. Which is Jack Palance enters and says, like, so normal people kill the way us crazies do. Mm -hmm. And you die when it's your time. Something like that. That one thing. One thing. What's the one thing? And then he did the the one arm push up like he did to the Oscars. (laughs) So, uh, so then all the lights come back on, and the TV comes on, and then lo and behold, conveniently, very conveniently, uh, which it feels kind of like a rough first draft yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Like and we can figure out a, a cleaner way to do this, and yeah. they're like, "Nah, we didn't." They're like, "Oh fuck, way. we didn't finish that part." Yeah. Oh shit! Oh fuck it, who cares? Yeah. And uh, the team TV comes on, and it's the old doctor. He's alive and well, and he's commenting on that the the patients escaped, and he's like, "Well, we don't like to call them." Uh, mental uh, patients. Psychopaths. Yeah. Psychopaths. Voyagers. I mean, Voyagers. Yeah. And then Jack Palance is like, <sighs> and he destroys the TV and he basically more or less just says to, to the family, he's like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my B. <laughs> so he leaves. Bye. And they're all like freaked out and like, okay. And then he shows, okay, this ending is the most wild thing. Yeah, you thing. think the movie's over and yeah, then he gives you a full on Marvel Cinematic Universe tag, yeah. like before the credits start, that is he sh- next level. Shows up to the punk bar, and he walks in, and then the the bouncer guy who made Doctor Glasses pay to get in, he's like, "Hey, buddy, you gotta pay six dollars." And then he, Jack Palance does this move where he well, like because he calls him an asshole, yeah. and that's oh, his that's word. Right, yeah, that's his right. Word. And he like backs into the 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 bouncer and like. Gets his head and just bashes it against the wall, and then everyone in the line are like, "Yeah!" Wait, and he takes some money. From yeah, him. yeah, that's right, right. And he's like, every, "Yeah, they all just come in. They're like, woo! Yes. You just murdered a person, but we get to come into the bar with no cover charge, so <laughs> we we accept this. It's a win-win. Yeah. And then, like a true Austinite. Yeah. <laughs> well, he. Well, this is feels very Austiny too. Just like running into someone who thinks they know you, and then, right. So he runs into this woman. Who's inebriated. Very much so. And she is saying, like, you were there the other day at the bar. And he is not saying anything. He's just like, he looks like he's freaked out by her. And she keeps on talking. It's like, and I think you're really cool. And like, but the thing is, I was on a lot of drugs. I don't know. She keeps on talking. And then finally, it's like, she tries to touch him. And then he pulls a gun on her. And she's like, oh, I see how this is. It's like, see, I like it rough, too. And she's like... But she's talking, talking about, about how, you know, it did. And we're all dead. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And she lifts the gun up to her face. And yeah. And she's holding yeah. it there. And he's smiling. And he's smiling. And she's and he's, laughing. Yeah. yeah. And he's digging it. And it cuts to black. It's <laughs> brilliant. It's, yeah. It's, brilliant. it's amazing. It's crazy. That yeah. ending was written by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a, a very, like I said when we watched it, it felt like an ending from an A24 movie. Like, it's a yeah. very modern, like, indie horror movie ending kind yeah. of thing. Like, not the ending from an 80s, like, wild slasher horror movie yeah. thing. Like, it's very, like, that's the thing with this movie is it has a lot to say. And sometimes it says it. That scene, it says it. Yeah. Other moments it says it, but it mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't know. It, it it's, it's sloppy. I'll be honest. I, 
I think this movie rules. Like, <laughs> like I know we were supposed to watch a quote unquote bad movie, but like I had a blast with it. I have like my my I don't you know I, I told you guys earlier like I don't post negative opinions of movies on the internet or anything. Right, right. So it's perfect podcast for me to come on. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but like I what I do is like I log everything I watch on Letterboxd. Oh, same. And yeah. but the only thing I do is. And now I'm letting everybody know shit. Um, I will either give a movie a heart or I won't. And that's just for me to remember I liked it. Right. I, I, I turn it into a binary, right? right Where it's right. like, it does, like it, for some reason, I like something about it. I will, I gave this movie a heart. Oh, wait, you and, already did it? Yeah. Oh. And so it's like, I enjoyed watching this movie. I like <laughs> this movie. I would watch this movie again one day. Probably not today, but like in five <laughs> years, I would watch it again. Yeah. So that brings us uh, to um, recycling, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, what? You're like, um... Uh, hey, recycling. Um, where we're going to take elements of this film and hopefully turn it into something better. So I know you'd already mentioned, you mm. know, this is ripe for a remake. Now, what would you do differently? Hmm. I know, I kept saying that, and then I don't have an answer. You, you would take out the fatty stuff. <laughs> yeah. You, th- you don't like fat think, people. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just th- I think there's just a lot of... There's a lot it's trying to say that I think is still relevant today, if mm-hmm. not more relevant today, sure. in different ways. Probably the way we treat the way we treat mental health now, I don't know that it's it's better in some ways. Right. Worse in other ways. Yeah. And I think I think a movie about that could be made now. I think also I mentioned this while we were watching it, but like I think you guys and listeners should definitely watch the trigger effect. Right. From the 90s that David Kep, who wrote Jurassic Park, right. he directed. I think oh it, it does <laughs> It does a lot of what this movie's trying to do, but does it, I think, in a much more mature way, right. in a, a, a well-done way. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could, you know, re- remove some of the studio notey forced nudity things in here. Right. And we like, at least like, three nips. I just think, like, people, like, love... I mean, I grew up loving slasher movies. I think slasher movies disappeared for a while. Yeah. And then now they're, I think, kind of back with a vengeance in a great way. Yeah. Um, and I think you could really make a modern day version of this um, focusing more on the slasher element. I could see, you know, well, for one, I would definitely, once the power goes out, I would keep it that night. I yeah, would, just, I wouldn't, it's a one night thing. Yeah. Well, like I you said, it really the breaks the tension. Yeah. 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 And I think have more of a journey of these guys, or maybe you boil it down to just a couple of them or whatever it is. Yeah. Like to get to Dr. Glasses is like filled with like killing other people and things like that more. Cause you really just kind of, well, I guess you have more in this, but it just feels, they, they don't feel as scary. Right, yeah. because again, they're like in the broad daylight and stuff, and just right, kinda, right. Yeah, if so, it was all like again, the one night you could still yeah. like just keep yeah. with and the then, tension, and then you get to the end of the movie, and it really presents you with something about, you know, like who you know who's meant you know mentally well, and like yeah. they're killing, but they're killing because they feel they have to because of what society's like, done that stuff like that. I, like this is very high level. Like I don't have like it would need to be. Sure, planned yeah, out yeah. and sharpened and all that kind of stuff, but the like the opportunities there. There's well, that, there's other other times where I think even with um, and I thought they were going to do this like oh that's interesting, where when Fatty gets killed and he does this kind of like 
he looks back at everyone before he falls down. I would have liked to have seen, and now this has been very intense, but like their reactions to them getting themselves, like their hurting yeah, yeah. of like either like a child, like, and that's what I thought like Fatty was going to do. He was just going to start sobbing or screaming. Because or he obviously like there's some sort of affinity for childhood that this person right, is yeah, right, right. And like that would have been so fucking intense. And then it would have added to yeah. his character even more so. Well, like with the Jack Palance, and it's mentioned, uh, I think, briefly by Dr. Glasses that you know, he has convictions. He's a, an ex-military, and whatever his problem was, shell shock, whatever yeah. that landed him there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, magnifying that, whereas, like, when is killing right? And mm-hmm. we, you know, society gives it passes in certain contexts yeah. and things like yeah. that. Like, there, there's something, something to be said there that mm-hmm. we didn't explore. Also, like we said earlier, Dr. Glasses. We don't know who he is, really. Yeah. yeah. And the little glimpse of his sister clearly had some issues. I mean, I think that maybe... I was even thinking for a moment, like, oh, has she killed before? And maybe oh. he, maybe he like treated her, and that's why this trip seems like such a big deal, because maybe this is her first outing into the real world. Oh, killed their that parents. would be interesting. Yeah. Maybe killed their parents. And that motivated him to understand yeah. uh, you know, the certain kind of mental illness that she suffers from. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity yeah. there. So. What I think the movie should be. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Also, in my version, Fatty, since we're already casting very talented actors that are above this, Fatty is played by Orson Welles. In <laughs> the modern 2022 version of All right, so in my version, I'm making <laughs> it in the same the time. Uh, I'm making Welles. it in the same time. Uh-huh. And I know that Orson needs money because uh, Inherit, not Inherit the Wind, uh, what was that? Uh, the, uh, he needs to finish one of the movies that right. he didn't oh, get to Oh, the finish. Magnificent... Beardsons or whatever it's whatever. called. Whatever. Ambersons. Jesus. Ambersons. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so it's Orson Welles, and it's really about oh Donald Pleasance uh-huh. has this, um, let's call it a zoo of character actors, and they're <laughs> all in their own little units and electrified fences, yeah. and Newman... Uh, from uh, Seinfeld. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm, I'm, Wait, this nice. is just Jurassic Park, but yeah. with <laughs> oh but with instead of dinosaurs, it's intense character actors. George C. Scott is the T Rex in my version, and he's the one that escapes, oh. and uh, and he bites through a tire because I, I I'm almost certain George C. Scott could have done that in real life. I don't know which role, but I would love to see Walton Goggins. Oh hell in, yeah! Like one of these, Ooh. one of the he's the game the, warden. He's the bleeder. Oh no! Is that him being a bad guy? Yeah. I was about to say bad guy human. So, but so yeah, Walter Goggins and Martin Landau is jumps. Walter, Walt, Walt, Walton. Walton. Walton Goggins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Walton Goggins. I thought I was wrong for a second, so I wanted to clarify. Turns to his right and he goes, "Clever girl." And Martin Landau jumps on him and eats his face. <laughs> and the spitter. Who's the spitter? Ooh. Uh, Marlon Brando's the spitter. Oh man. <laughs> I love y'all are y'all are doing the funny. Ver- I'm like I'm like writing the serious version of my no, head. No, because there is a real like, good movie to be made. No, like, it's true. We got to change the title. We can't because Alone in the Dark is synonymous with the video game now. It in is. My opinion. Also, it isn't is. Alone in the Dark? Or am I thinking of uh, a different? Where it was a TV film in the '70s that then Guillermo del Toro produced a remake with Katie Holmes. Oh, it would. Oh, yeah. something in the dark. Uh, not alone in the dark. Maybe don't turn off the lights. No, no, no. It, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about too. Uh, I saw fuck. it. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And the, the iconic like 1970s TV movie. Yeah, has a similar title. But yeah, I don't know. I, is I it, are, no, it's not. Are you afraid of the dark? It's 
I, I forget that. I will, I'll find it out. Keep going. So <laughs> I <clears throat> would also like to see him uh, chase around uh, Richard Pryor. Um, anyway. Uh, Richard Pryor? Yeah. Oh, Marlon Brando. That's right. Because they apparently, uh, according to Quincy Jones, made love at some point in the 70s. <laughs> Don't, be the Don't, Don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. dark. Yeah. So I, Brando, you call it Jurassic Pork. Ho! 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know. I, I would like to st- kind of have both of these worlds mm-hmm. uh, where once they like almost do verbatim just the same stuff, but as soon as they escape, it just turns into a dream team where they're by themselves out and about and or on the loose in New York City going to baseball games. And- that or like I because I, I in a way I would actually like to see them in the normal world where it's chaos because of the blackout. And everyone else is acting mm. crazy, and they're the ones that are just—they're like scared or just like, yeah. "What the fuck is going yeah. on here?" What is that? It's that ha- what a Halloween Kills thing where the mental patient that escapes that right. isn't Michael Myers and the crowd turns on him. Right. And I—I right. I don't mean to cite that movie that uh, I was maybe not necessarily the biggest fan of in the world. You know, whatever. I think you said something like you hated it. No, no. I mean, you know, I. You said it was like the worst Halloween movie. Uh, well, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you! I like ends. Anyway, anyway. But but yeah, there's something to be said that uh, even the uh, good doctor Donald Pleasance in the film yeah. is saying that it's they're just having a different experience in our same reality. Yeah. yeah, and they're not necessarily bad people. And then you can have Donald Pleasance trying to find them. Yeah, and then uh, he's like trying to get pe- like let people know like they're dangerous, and uh, and then he finds them back at this house. And then he, uh, I just wanted Here's to Halloween. Halloween. It's just Halloween. I do like I, that it, he's in this movie. He's the soft progressive psychiatrist, and yeah. in Halloween, he's the I've got to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> got to kill my patient because he's stoned out of his mind. In this movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, don't, I think in a in a remake, you know, I think they escape from the hospital, and I think maybe they just want to get out. And mm-hmm. it's what's what the rest of society is doing in the blackout. Yeah, that that leads to them if like yeah. killing again. If you yeah. do it in than, like modern times, like you know, blackout like that means there's no internet, so people yeah. are going crazy. Like, fuck, I can't yeah. tweet. And, I mean, I think that you still have like looting and stuff, oh, sure. but like I think you just you go into it. That society's falling apart and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And that, but when, who would ever believe that society's falling apart? Have <laughs> you made a movie about that? Yeah, excuse me, it's science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I love how oh God. I love how the town turns into Mad Max within an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's like what? But it's then, probably but then coming it's, back but on. But then it's okay. But then it's fine. And then it's fine. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Want to go to the next uh, segment? So a uh, trash takeaway. Uh. Quickly. Uh. What did you learn watching this film? You're asking me. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, learn from uh, the, the film know. itself or the experience of watching it with us here today. Like, did you feel like you learned anything? Oh. Hmm. You know, I I mean, this is probably not a... You're probably looking for a funny answer, and I don't have a funny answer. No, no, answer. it doesn't have to no, be no, funny. No, no, it's, it, I feel Sincerity like I, is I, welcome. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, there's a lot to appreciate in this movie. Like, it yeah. gets a lot wrong, right? Um, but I think just talking about it for like an hour afterhand, like, I don't know. I think, you know, in the pandemic... Again, I told you I'm getting serious. In the pandemic, it's like... Uh, at the more so this year I have been, but for like a couple years, it was like watching a movie at home, just me and my wife or whatever. Right. Like you, you lose that opportunity to like hang out with buddies afterwards to talk about just that movie for right. a while. So I think like if I had just watched that movie on my own, <laughs> like a year ago, I would have been like, eh, 
I never thought about it, but like talking about it for an hour yeah. on a podcast like this uh, has been really great um, to kind of like, I, I feel like I appreciate it more. Um, so good job, oh. guys. <laughs> what was the segment called? Oh, uh, Trash that? Takeaway. Well, shit. Sorry. No, that's I don't right. know. I mean, no, no, that, that's yeah. a good takeaway. Like what okay. I just learned is that Trash in the Can is doing more for America's mental health uh, than any... Any governmental program right now. So honestly, if, if you have any friends that are not doing so great, just send them our show and they'll understand they could be doing worse. Is this the equivalent of like call the 1-800 number? Yes. Like, <laughs> download this podcast and you'll be fine. And for just 10 cents a day, you can support Wright and I. Oh, thank God we finally get paid. I know. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that this movie is enjoyable on so many levels and it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Uh well I what did, I don't know but I I learned I learned I cannot get enough of Donald Pleasance, really. Uh, right. I think him doing anything Solid. is just he seems so like cautiously unhinged mm-hmm. where his performances are just so strange. And now thinking about him like in Halloween as Loomis, I I realized, like, oh, yeah, he was just as crazy in that as, it, I guess, in anything else he's done. And so it's, like, kind of inspired casting for Halloween, but at the same time, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of him, like, as a prestige actor, but he's still great. He is. I mean, he's yeah. a journeyman. So uh, the book, The Dead Friend Society, comes out 11-11-2022. Uh, is there anything else, though, you want oh to plug? Oh, my God, 11 Any... add up to 2022. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, the publisher picture. I don't know. There's no me. Are you Illuminati? I am not. Uh, so I'm, not. I'm like that guy in the uh, the rehearsal who's like obsessed with the numbers. I don't oh know if yeah. Seen it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Yes. That show, man. Yeah, voice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, is there any uh, any links you want to point people to? Uh, anything just, else you want to mention? I would, like I said, just go to arcanumpictures.com, our literal Google sheet of what we're working on and <laughs> stuff we've produced and that short film we made, Give or Takers. I think fun. If you want to watch that, and then um, yeah, please just if you if you want to pre-order, buy the book, whatever, leave reviews, all that kind of stuff. We're brand new to this the fiction, you know, um, the fiction world, yeah. and we really want to keep doing it. Um, and you know, it's very hard to make any money in it, and that's okay. Yeah. That's like all art forms. Hey, we, but we're not making any money out of this, so we, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to keep doing it. So you know, the, it, it's a really exciting time for Peter and I. And again, I know Peter's not on here, but I want to emphasize he is 50% of this. Right. Um, and it's exciting time for us just because we're, this is a world and characters and stuff that has existed in our minds for like five years. And so it's about to get out there where people can read it yeah. and engage with it and hopefully like it. I don't know. And if you do, please, I don't know what you do on the internet. Comment, leave yeah. reviews, right. that sort yeah. of thing. Tweet, and if you, tweet it. Tweet and if it you now. don't like it, just never tell me. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, just and, don't tell oh, me. most importantly, if there's a typo in it, just please never tell me. <laughs> because my God, going through that process of like writing it, rewriting right. it, then it going through a copy editor, then Peter mm. going through the copy edits, and then me going through the copy edits, even through all of those layers, I was still catching typos. So Fuck. anytime I see a typo in a book now, I'm like, I forgive you yeah. because it's impossible. So if it's there, just don't tell me. Never tell me, please. <laughs> That's fair. Well, congratulations <laughs> on you. your first book. Thank yeah. you. And thank you so much for uh, sharing it with us in the audience. And uh, yeah, everybody go out and order this as soon as possible. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, really. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was really awesome, appreciate guys. It. Oh, Perfect. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
Just a little kiss. Just a little kiss. A little kiss. A little kiss. song Too Easy and outro song Charlotte's Web, both provided by the wonderful White Ghost Shivers. Please follow them on all social media outlets as well as find their music wherever great music is sold.